Welcome to Commerce Chefs, a quirky and thought-provoking show for future-focused commerce leaders. We're going to pit the world's most brilliant, inspiring, and driven D2C visionaries, the Commerce Chefs, with riveting questions to uncover their secret ingredients at the intersection of passion, performance, and leadership in practice. For the past decade, we've led teams of designers, strategists, and digital wizards at one of the leading e-com agencies in the country to help brave brands become enduring classics. And we're here to indefinitely borrow the strategies and pro tips that will make us all better leaders and make the brands we lead better too. Ah, it's such a nice day. I'm so glad summer's back. And I'm so glad that we decided to have this picnic. I have not been on a picnic for ages. Mm, Me neither. So what are we having today? Um, I, I didn't bring the food. Well, I, I didn't bring the food. So what's in the picnic basket beside you? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. What benefit does an empty basket have for our picnic, Kyle? Why do you have an empty basket? I, I don't, I'm out of practice, I guess. I, hey, at least I remembered the basket. It's a thought that counts, right? Look, I'm a bit more interested in what's on the inside of the basket. Or not on the inside of the basket in this case. You know, this gets me thinking about our conversation with Michelle Reed, the community engagement and activation lead of B Corp, US Canada. Remember her? Yes, that was awesome to explore the benefits of B Corp in the commerce space, how they are helping to set the bar for accountability and meaningful change and the practical steps towards impact and doing good for all and how the intent and the thought of doing good can often get lost in the plan to do... Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Thought can be good, but sometimes the things that count are the things that count, you know? Yeah. Sorry it was such a basket case today. <sighs> it's all right. We're, we're doing okay. We're doing good, and it's a good day for a good day. So Michelle Reed here from B-Lab US Canada, and we are going to jump into all kinds of good stuff today. But Michelle, why don't, before we jump in, uh, why, don't we, why don't we hear a little bit about you, your role, uh, your story. Just give us a little bit of a flavor and then we'll jump into some thoughts. Really excited to be here. Um, I always find this really hard, just kind of introducing yourself. Yeah. It's really, really strange to talk about yourself. Um, but... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my name is Michelle Reed. So I work in uh, community engagement and activation at B-Lab US in Canada. And that's the organization that certifies companies to become B Corps. I uh, spend a lot of my time kind of supporting the Canadian community in particular. And that's kind of supported by the Business Development Bank of Canada. And so really what's really important is that, you know, Canadians, we, we like to have that personal touch. I think that personal touch is really important when you're trying to trying to build a community and have a movement. Um, so really kind of support folks with kind of resources and events and different things along the way. And, and then also get to talk to a lot of amazing organizations that are just doing incredible work and just really blow my mind every day. Amazing. And you, and you said it was awkward to talk about yourself. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. <laughs> so that's good. Let's, uh, we'll do another little warm up here about you and then we'll, we'll jump into some, some hard hitting questions about doing business for good. And 
but first the important the important one we need to know what's your go-to morning routine for a successful day oh gosh I wasn't sure what I should share about this um <laughs> but whatever you're comfortable with <laughs> yeah yeah there's a liter of coffee <laughs> I know, right? Um, so a couple things. Um, definitely, I'm a busy mom. And to be honest with y'all, the only piece that I get is between 5 and 7 a.m. So I wake up very early um, every morning and just really love that ritual of just being up early. Um, and so I start my day with a little bit of meditation. Um, but I am for lack of a better term, I'm a murderino. So I'm usually uh, turn on the Netflix and that's kind of in the background and, and I'm watching some true crime. So that's excellent. Like, like, five like, in the morning? Yeah, that kind of sets my day. I, can, I, can, I, I can't watch I can't watch it at night because then I can't sleep, but in the morning right. for some reason it's okay. Um so so yeah, I just I love digging into that and just some just knowing kind of, I, I would say I would be a forensic psychologist if I, if I wasn't doing impact work, because I just find dissecting that just really fascinating. So that is fascinating. <laughs> so uh, apologies for the, the bad humor, but you, you wake up every morning and uh, you kill it. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, what better way to set your day up for success than to learn about some of people's worst days? Uh, um yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true uh, you know I, we spend a lot of time in the impact space and so we definitely get like that lens into kind of what's kind of wrong in the world and then Absolutely, i then i yeah. kind of get to talk to companies kind of all day long and get to t learn about what's kind of right in the world and what folks are doing so it leads itself to to a nice kind of balance in lack of a better term so that's yeah. great <laughs> um i don't know if you've watched it it's true crime based it's a comedy show sort of a comedy on uh prime right now um the murder in the apartment i think it's called it's uh it's steve um steve martin martin short and selena gomez they're just these three random people in an apartment building in New York city that are all true crime lovers. And they ended up starting a, uh, a podcast cataloging them looking into trying to solve a murder in their building. It's quite, it's quite good. Um, so I give it a, give it a shot. If you're, if you're open to, uh, to trying something new. Oh no, I'm excited. I I'm yeah. going to look that, I'm going to look that up. Uh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Yes. So many, so many layers uh, on a podcast talking about a show about a podcast, right? Michelle, I was not expecting uh, such an exciting morning, and um, I'll, I'll take something from that. I, I was in meditation to true crime. I like it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me get us on track because I, I know we just got about a half an hour. I want to chat with you, just kind of have a conversation. And and you spoke about um, once you've uh, solved all the world's problems uh, in from five to seven a.m you get on to really solving, you know, some of the world's problems as well. And, you know, wanted to ask, why does B Corp matter? I think for, for some listeners, they may be familiar with, with B Corp, they may not be. So maybe just a little bit of like, why does B Corp matter? And how can it lead change for good? You know, I think kind of starting, starting my career, uh, I definitely didn't really, I didn't know about this concept that business could really change the world and really didn't think about it that way. 
I think as, you know, I went through university and kind of uh, learned kind of more about what was going on, I realized that governments and not-for-profits were not going to solve all the world's problems. And, and how how can, you know, different organizations be that catalyst, catalyst for good? And so definitely kind of uh, stumbling on to kind of the B Corp movement, that was the, the first uh, eye-opening kind of look into how businesses could kind of operate differently um, and definitely had a pleasure of kind of working with a, a company that was already kind of doing those kind of commitments to the business, you know, to their communities and to the environment um, and their employees. And so I think it matters um, because there's just a lot of companies that really aren't doing those practices. And so you definitely kind of need those leaders to kind of show that it's actually possible um, you know, and it, I think it's interesting just making that shift from, from, you know, profit for shareholders to, to really considering all stakeholders and how your organization is really impacting. And so I think it's been amazing to see the past couple of years, this huge shift in those ideas. Um, and it's been, it's been exciting because now companies are kind of looking like, oh, this actually it's like the internet. They're like, this is actually a thing. <laughs> it's not going away and it's important. And, and so I definitely think it, it's important to help kind of solve um, a lot of those problems and, and effect that are affecting a lot of populations in your operations, in your business um, that you may not be considering, but you are having those particular types of impacts. And definitely, I think that's, that's why it's important for sure. Yeah, that's that's so good. I know for us, one of the things that always excites us about B Corp is this this acceptance of you know businesses this powerful mechanism that we've conjured up as humans, and instead of just kind of relegating good and impact to like a separate entity, why not try and integrate that into business into into those uh, organizations that learn how to produce profit really well and, and start to put purpose into that, and I. I know that can be messy and we're, I mean, we're going through our journey right now of, of certifying yep. as a B Corp and understand, you know, the work that that takes. And, and also, you know, you go from a, a, a podcast like this and then tomorrow we'll be in a finance meeting and kind of the, the throes of trying to do both, but it's, it's a beautiful, powerful, messy thing. How, how have you kind of like seen that come out in businesses that you work with that have accepted, it doesn't just have to be profit, but you know, purpose can be there too. Yeah, I, I think there's sometimes, um, sometimes it's a thought, and I think it's it's kind of incorrect that doing this work is actually very expensive. And sometimes mm. that that kind of is a barrier, like I would really love to do this work, but it's, it's too expensive to invest in environmental change. Um, you know, we really can't pay our employees this amount. You know, I hear a lot of those those kind of cases, and I would I would definitely disagree. You know, I would use the example of say um, Shandos Construction. So, if you guys aren't familiar with Shandos, they're they're um, one of the fastest growing kind of medium sized uh, construction companies in Canada. And it's amazing what they've been able to do with their organization. Like they've been doing sustainable construction, gosh, since the 1990s. But, you know, a lot of the practices and things that they've implemented have been um, actually have saved them a lot of money. Um, I think I think it was like to the tune about 
300K a year and some of the things they're doing. But they're also um, one of the very few employee-owned uh, B Corps in construction. And so just seeing companies just really kind of living this purpose but then also seeing on the other side as, you know, they're getting these big contracts, a lot of that also has to do with the way that they look at their supply chain and how they're repurposing those contracts to social enterprises. And so we're seeing companies actually being rewarded for these practices, which has taken a long time to come to fruition. I'm going to be honest with y'all, but we're seeing that change. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about investors you know, investors are also looking at that. They're looking at it from a different lens. They're looking at it from a risk lens. Um, and so it's interesting that, you know, you need to be able to communicate on your environmental, social and governance risks um, in order for these investors to think, is this really a good a good financial investment? So we're seeing a lot more of that kind of come around and there could be a million more examples, uh, you know, across the Canadian community of folks like Shandos, but they're just really being rewarded for really kind of investing in this measurement piece. And it's it's exciting to see. That is exciting. Um, so, so kind of on that train of thought, uh, I actually had a, a chat with uh, a company in the UK yesterday who had mentioned, uh, just kind of offhandedly left a comment like, oh, kind of, kind of seems like everybody's into sustainability now. Um, it didn't really hit me very hard, but to sort of this thread is it, it really does seem though, like a lot of brands are pushing towards impact and good and, um, you know, green and sustainable. And, you know, I, I really, really love that movement, but I also feel like, you know, it's, it's those things you said of, uh, being rewarded for it or the attention or greenwashing or whatever sort of label wants to be put on it. Um, as we all know, like there are brands and there are companies that are doing this from the heart for the right reasons. And there are some that are not. So how does an organization like, like B Labs and B Corp put that to the test and, and really kind of hold the bar where it needs to be uh, for companies that are looking to stand behind, truly stand behind this movement? and this ideology? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there was a stat, you know, that kind of came out that was, you know, 80% of any consumers are really looking for brands that they can trust, but they're having a hard time really differentiating and really studying and understanding really a brand's claims. And so, I think that in itself, and, and there's a lot of different other certifications that are kind of out there. I think with the B Corp certification, it's probably one of um, the few kind of holistic kind of views of an organization. But I think that's becoming more and more important um, because there is still like a ton of greenwashing. And that's definitely one of um, one of the benefits that, that organizations find when they become B Corps that you have to go through this rigorous, like third party kind of verification of your practices. And it really kind of looks into all those different areas of a company. And I think as a consumer, it's easier to kind of, if you go and pick up that packaging, you see that B Corp logo, you really understand that that's really a good company. And so I think that's why there's like a lot of folks that are really pursuing that that B Corp certification. But I would completely agree um, that the common joke um, among us is all of a sudden everyone is a sustainability consultant. That's right. um, and, so, and so really like, you know, and I haven't been in the space for 
for that long. I've probably only been in this space for probably about 12 years. Um, but but it's interesting in the past two years, I was like, where, where did all these folks come from? Um, and um, but, you know, I think with that, it's also it's also exciting to see. Right. Because it, it shows like that real shift in kind of where thoughts and where things are kind of going to. And I think companies are really starting to wake up, you know, whether it's the carbon tax or, you know, minimum wage really raising, like all these ideas were really kind of unthinkable a couple of years ago. And so I think companies are really starting to kind of wake up and realize like we need to really address all of these key issues and they may not know the right way of doing it. Um, but definitely, I think with the B Corp certification, that kind of helps kind of give them a bit of a pathway. And so definitely encourage those folks, you know, to kind of come and kind of join the movement and, and open that B Impact Assessment and, and just really kind of start start that journey. Yep. Yep. That's good. And, and I know that's one thing, uh, another another aspect of B Corp that I've always admired is, is that journey aspect, right? It's to say, hey, there's a lot of good we could do here. There's a minimum threshold to get that certification, but no one's done when you get that, you know, and, and to accept that we can make progress. You know, it's not about necessarily being perfect out of the gate. Um, and, and I'm curious to know, kind of kind of going back to one of the things that you said about, you know, as you've seen that shift, um, you know, in the last couple of years and sustainability and now everyone's kind of jumping, let's make that progress. Has that come out of, like, from your perspective, like consumer desire like has the kind of market generally shifted there or like why has that come about that all companies in the last couple of years are really starting to look at sustainability? Like two things are kind of pushing it really consumers, consumers and also the financial sector. Um, you know, I think definitely the shift in, in BlackRock, you know, kind of coming out in 2016 and in subsequent years, kind of coming out with continual letters, really kind of looking to the companies they're investing in, saying that you really need to be looking at these areas, definitely has caused a shift. I think with consumers and also employees, you know, you just underwent, I don't know if we're still undergoing it, the, the great resignation where, you know, COVID really started to make folks really think about what they're doing and who they're aligning themselves with and who they're actually working for. So I think there's a big push in that. Um, you have to, in order, you have to stand for something as an organization anymore. No longer can you kind of hide behind your good product. You know, there has to be something that's a lot more than that. And I think we're definitely seeing those trends and those behaviors happening with a younger demographic, but you know, I'm not in that demographic. I don't consider myself in that demographic, but I, I find myself looking for that too. Um, I'm not, I'm willing to kind of spend, spend a bit more and buy a bit less in order to kind of support organizations that really um, align with my values. So we're definitely mm -hmm. seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we would, we would certainly agree there both, I think from our own, um, our own shopping uh, behavior and decision-making process, but uh, also we, you know, we have that fortunate, um, well, responsibility and opportunity uh, chatting with the brands that we work with uh, to have those sorts of discussions. And it certainly is a piece that is at the, at the core of uh, many more companies and, and we're encouraged by that, but yeah, it, it does. It just feels icky when you when you can see and that's a real word for an adult to say i'm sure but it does feel Absolutely icky is. it does feel icky when you when you come across those 
uh, companies or individuals where you really you can see it you can see through it quite quickly. Um, so I, I you know I suspect as you'd mentioned this is this is what consumers are, are much more discerning around. Um, they they can sense it and see it sometimes, but it is good to know that there are these platforms, there are these certifications, there are these uh, badges of of honor um, that essentially a stamp of approval that say. But but you can trust this, you know, whether it's climate uh, climate neutral or whether it's B Corp or, as you mentioned, there's a number um, of things out there. Um, so I'm 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 personally very happy when I come across a, a company or a, a site, uh, you know, not even knowing. You know, oh, well, they're 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 B Corp certified. Well, that's cool. And then there's just there's a, a sense of of that shopping experience that just I don't know. It, it, it's a bit more uplifting uh, and assured. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think I'm surprised all the time because there's there's products that I've like always known and really loved. And sometimes when you just kind of like you for some reason the packaging falls a different way and you're like, "Oh my goodness, like when when did this happen?" Um so um I think it's and it's also exciting to see brands that you really love that you think should be B Corp certified really come into the community. Um I think, you know, last year Last year, we had Mondetta join us, um, you know, out of Winnipeg. And I think that was really exciting to have, like, an iconic Canadian brand uh, really kind of join this movement. And we're just seeing that kind of more and more. So, yes, I'm one of those sustainability nerds that gets excited when I pop open my my Danone yogurt and I see my the B Corp logo and I'm like, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's extra tasty. I, I feel really good about it. Definitely. we're with you there. That's so good. No, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's exciting to see the, the, the various, you know, brands of different sizes of different industries of different philosophies, even kind of coming into a a common mission to, to use business for good. Mm -hmm. And then how I always like to describe it is kind of, I don't know, put some, put some meat and potatoes around that, that idea, right? Like it's not just an idea now it's like a, going through some sort of rigor to make sure that it's you're aligning your purpose to some sort of structure. And that's, that's kind of what you're, you're getting at too, right? Michelle and, and Tommy, you're saying that too, is like, it, it's important to do that nowadays is not just put it on the wall. Is this what we want to do, but to actually put some structure and certification around it to connect and help consumers know you're for real about this. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important to communicate to the consumers, your journey and, and you're right. Kind of, we, we talked about that perfection. Um, a lot of companies are kind of waiting to kind of, they're perfect in order to communicate. And I always find that's a big mistake uh, because folks, folks will think you're doing nothing. And I can only speak for myself. Um, if I, if I don't really hear any communication from a brand on what they're doing, what their practices are, I'm just making my own assumptions. And that could be really scary to do, especially in such a competitive market all around. And so I think it's really important, even though you're on this journey and maybe you haven't quite reached some of those goals to really make sure that you're, you're first measuring. Cause if you don't measure, you have no idea, um, what those gaps are in your organization and second of all communicating like okay we've measured these are some things that we really want to work on you might not reach that but at least you're you're striving towards that and I think that's really all behind that continuous journey and a lot of companies um, 
for example, you know, Patagonia, you know, is definitely held up as one of, um, you know, definitely one of the higher B Corps in the community, um, just in terms of how their practices are. But, you know, they didn't come in with like a huge score and incrementally they've been able to kind of work towards that and kind of improve that. And I think that's really one of the great things behind um, that. And I think also the opportunity to kind of collaborate um, with other organizations. And so we see that kind of in, you know, the tourism industry, um, also in the fashion and beauty industry, that a lot of these like, you know, so-called competitors um, I always call it coopetition, right? Um, and so I'm like, I'm like, well, why coopetition? Um, but uh, but definitely, folks just kind of like working together on common common practices, common goals, policies that they really want to influence and change. And so, um, I definitely think you're you're stronger together in those voices. So I think it just lends to a lot of opportunity um, for you know competitors to actually work together because they have things that they really want to achieve um, as a collective. And so we see that a lot in the community as well. That's so well said. I was just gonna I was just gonna say it gave me all the feels, but uh, this idea of um, there there is enough. The world is big enough. There are enough people and customers and it is not it can't be a zero sum game moving forward there is too much to accomplish as uh, a group of people as you know the human race it, it, we we just can't squabble over you know well, those are my customers or these are my customers <laughs> so cooperation is perfect i wrote it down i will use it forever um, but but you the you're title of this episode <laughs> yeah it, it, you're absolutely right though michelle you, we we are stronger together and every company, even if you are literally doing the same thing, you're, you're not, you're offering something, something different, something of value. Um, but I, I love this idea of, of stronger together. Um, we, we've talked about this before on past episodes too. And I, we just really believe that's the future of commerce. Um, our, our brands that are working together, whether that's, you know, collaboration or adding supplementary uh, products or experience or, or just moving the entire industry and market space forward of what's acceptable and what is not. Um, and I, I'm really happy to hear you uh, highlight a few examples there that I think everybody here can strive uh, to strive for. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, it's, it's just really interesting. I think before kind of coming into the B Corp community, I really hadn't seen these type of practices really happening in real life business. So I'm based out of here in Vancouver and sorry, the Vancouver Board of Trade, but I didn't really see that same kind of collaboration really happening on that level. And it could be could be the point in time that that was happening for sure. Um, but I think as more industries, and, and that's what we're seeing really within the B Corp movement, there's a lot of companies that may be in unusual industries. You know, I talked a little about Shandos and the construction industry. Are, you know, we have folks that are also in the insurance industry. So industries that aren't typically kind of favorably looked upon, really looking to kind of disrupt the way those industries are actually operating. 
And I think that's exciting as well, because I think we need that. We need to kind of think differently that our previous way of thinking, sorry, Milton Freeman is not working. <laughs> it's, yep. it's not working. The system's not working. Um, and if we want to make it equitable for everyone, um, there has to be some really substantial changes that are made. Um, and that's what we're really trying to do. So it's like, we have B Corp as the certification piece, but also B Corp as the movement piece. Um, yes. How do we move folks to actually think differently about things? How do we get consumers to think differently about their purchases? Um, so there's all those pieces that kind of put play in together. And um, I think they're all important kind of together um, as we kind of move, hopefully kind of move this needle forward. and. We, we don't have that long. I don't want to be doomsday, but like 2030 yeah. is fast approaching. Um, and and I, I don't know about you all. I have a, a little six-year-old that I have to look in her eyes every day and kind of know that I'm trying to do the best and kind of be be on the side that's really pushing for that change. Um, so I can look at her hopefully in 20 years time and say, mom tried. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're We're in the same boat. And speaking of boats, it, this uh, it just sort of brings to mind that saying of a rising tide, <clears throat> excuse me, a rising tide lifts all boats, and that uh, yeah, that that's sort of the essence of of what we're exploring here. Uh, that the the bar for business and the impact that that companies can have is is limitless, and it, it will improve everybody and everything as that bar is raised. For sure. And I think, you know, what's interesting about the B Impact Assessment, you know, right now we've hit, we've hit uh, just the 5,000 mark of B Corps that are certified globally, which is really wow. exciting. Yeah, and it's happened quite quickly. Um, you know, over the past two years, we had 6,000 companies submit to become B Corps, um, which wild. is something that is, yeah, is completely wild. It's beyond <laughs> beyond my comprehension sometimes because I was trying to sit down and think about it, um, and it just kind of blew my mind. Um, but I think, you know, within those, in that particular type of movement, um, there's just more and more companies that are kind of coming to the table and just really understanding that, you know, there has to be measurement that's behind this and not everyone is going to become a B Corp, you know, definitely not. But I do think, you know, one of the 10 amounts of having the B impact assessment was making it really accessible to everyone. So, you know, everyone today, today could go on, you know, the B impact assessment and log in and create your own assessment and just really kind of view like and really just kind of put your company kind of through that test. Um, I think it's just a really interesting exercise for folks to do just to really understand those gaps within their organization. Even if they decide, you know, we're not sure if we want to go down this B Corp path. Um, I do think it's just an amazing tool that, you know, has purposely been accessible to, I think there's over 200,000 users that are on the tool and, and only 5,000 in the community. So, so there are a lot wow. of folks that are kind of using it for that purpose. That's great. And you talk about, you know, just even changing the way we think. And I think that's a, like you said, a really practical way, even if the B Corp certification isn't on your mind right now, just using the assessment as a way to start to bucket areas in your business, a way to think differently about them, think better about them. I know the first time we went through the assessment, it was the same thing. It's like, oh, I didn't think about that, that area of impact. It wasn't even on my mind. So that's, 
kind of what you're saying, just go, just try it, just use it to start thinking differently. Yeah. And, you know, I always envy, I always envy startups because you have the opportunity. I know I've Mm -hmm. never been in a startup. So, so Kyle, you're probably like, why would you, why would you envy that? It's very, it's a very stressful process. Like, no, don't How envy How do you like that. being on a sea yeah. in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. I'm just like, mm, maybe I'm going to rephrase that. Um, but I do envy the opportunity that you have to really kind of start your company right from the very beginning. I go, that's probably yeah. the aspect that I, yeah, I envy. Yeah. Um, but, but I do think that you have that opportunity, even if you're a company that's been in operations for 40, 50 years, to kind of really think think a bit differently. Um, and so, so, yeah, I think, you know, if you're looking for something that kind of gives you the guidance for best practices, yeah, definitely I would just, you know, dig into the B-Impact assessment. And if you're new to sustainability, um, you don't need to be an expert in it. Um, it's really all really greatly outlined for you. And, and wish... Wish I had that tool early on in, in my career, for sure. Is it, There's a great uh, coaching question that a coach just asked me, or, or advice, I guess. It was just about that every, every moment's the opportunity for a starting line. And I think it's what you're saying, right? Is, is, is Sure, you've been in this for That's 40 years, but this is a new <laughs> moment. It's just, every moment's a starting line, right? You can start again. Yeah. No, yeah, in... You know, you you don't you don't want to miss those opportunities, right? Sometimes organizations are really scared to change, and we've seen what's happened. You know, I'm not going to call out any like directly, but we've seen definitely what's happened to organizations that haven't changed, that haven't taken that leap, that haven't explored that unknown kind of territory. It is scary. It's scary to look into things like justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. But it's something that's going to be really that's something that's really important, and it's going to be important to to your organization, and it's going to make you a better organization. But yeah, this I'm not going to lie, this work is this work is tough. It's definitely tough, and, and you have to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and kind of ask really kind of hard questions. But I think they're they're just really important questions that you as an organization should be asking and just really exploring for sure. So good. Yeah, there's there's probably a whole bunch of great quotes around that, but just because it's tough doesn't mean it's not important. That's such a great point. So, t- take it home for us, Michelle. I know we're we're at the end here, but you know, any any kind of closing advice or, or you know things that are on your mind that you want to share to our D 2 C founders and leaders that are listening. Yeah, I think you know I'm a huge advocate of measuring. Um, if you don't measure, you have no idea about the the things that are going on within your organization. You have no idea of the the great opportunities that you could have. Um, you have no idea of really how you're actually kind of affecting all the different components of your organization, whether that's the environment, your community. I think um, there's just such a great opportunity to really define the purpose of your organization. And I think that's only going to make you more successful. Your employees a lot happier to work for you and your consumers that are really wanting to kind of support your product and your journey and your service, whatever that may be. So so if I had to give you one piece of advice, just to start, if you were looking where to start, to start by measuring. So good. And, and, and that's such good advice and I'll do the plug for you. You can start the measuring at, is it bi impact assessment.net or 
what is the where can people go yeah so if you just go um we go to the website and they have really great kind of resources there and a link to the impact assessment so it's usca.bcorporation.net um and you can kind of uh, dig in from there and look at all the different opportunities lots of great case studies and and just ways um that organizations are really making a difference in uh, many different spaces amazing yes Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for for giving of your time today, um, fueled by many cups of coffee and true crime <laughs> dramas. Um, we appreciate it, and yeah, looking forward to making a a future of commerce that's that's better. That and for us, it's you know that's more joyful, more human centered, and you know f- just whatever that looks like for for all of us. So, thank you for being here to share that with us, and we'll chat with you soon. Well, that's it for this episode of Commerce Chefs. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and learned a little more about the secret ingredients behind being a delicious D2C brand. But if you're looking for more, make sure to join the Commerce Chefs community by following us on social at Commerce Chefs. Ask us questions, send in requests. We want to hear from you. We're currently cooking up the next episode of Commerce Chefs, so be sure to tune in on June 16th. Remember, it's just as important to feed your ears as your mouth. Because, as they say, the ears are the other mouth of the head. Lastly, if you like this episode and want to support us, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review. Until next time, this has been a pinch of Kyle. And a dash of Tom. We'll be cooking with you in two weeks.